Welcome to the Brewell Broadcast, where we break down stigmas, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and prioritize our mental health. Our goal is to help bridge the gap between the experts and the amateurs of holistic health and wellness through intentional conversation. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm so grateful to have you here. My name is Rachel. Um, I'm 38. I am a mother of two. I have an almost four-year-old and an almost six-year-old. I am from Colorado originally, spent a little bit of time in California, um, moved to New York uh, 13 years ago, worked in fashion primarily. Um, when I first got here, I was a producer and kind of worked my way through a lot of different magazines. I ended up working at Teen Vogue for a good year and then moved to an in-house um, agency and worked with some of the top fashion uh, photographers in the world. Uh, wow congrats that's awesome it was amazing it was very it was very cool what that job taught me is that I could go anywhere in the world and do anything I wanted with the right amount of money (laughs) (laughs) but I really just um I learned just so much about how the world works how to ask the right questions um and how to make things happen so that was super cool Meanwhile, getting to work with just like top names in the industry, but as you know, it's come out, the fashion industry is really abusive and awful and unappreciative. And, um, I was spending, I worked with, so I ended up producing for five photographers worldwide. I worked with London and then at LA. So my day started at 4am and ended at midnight every day. I, because of technology, now I could leave the office and had a smartphone that had my email on it. So there was no like working hours. I had such a heavy workload that I just, I literally would just work and work. I would leave the office five and I would go to the bar and I would work, I'd sit and I'd work until 4 a.m., And it just like drinking heavily and because of the way I also have ADHD and the way that my brain works, like it just keeps going. So the only way that I had to turn it off at the time was to drink, like to like literally pass out. It was the only way that I would get sleep. Otherwise I'd just be thinking about all of these things because it just, yeah, it was a lot. Um, I stayed there for a year and I just really got to a point where I was like, this is not healthy. Um, I can't sustain this lifestyle anymore and, um, I need to do something new. So I have been a leather Smith my whole life. And when I was asked like what I wanted to do, I was like, I want to start a leather brand. So at the time I had started riding motorcycles um, and like the female moto community was like a big part of what I was doing. And at the time it was all male dominated. There wasn't any brands or anything that was there for women that liked to ride. It just like, you know, it was Harley with their like pink and like square, like (laughs) cut things. And I'm here coming from the fashion industry, wanting like stylistic, but also very functional pieces. Um, So I started my own brand and um, Doomed NYC is the name of it. We've been around for nine years ago. I quit. So 10 years ago, I quit my job and I went to, I made a bunch of samples and I went to India and traveled around India on motorcycles, which was also again, like crazy. Um, At the time, women didn't ride motorcycles in India. Um, It was just like not culturally a thing that happened so when I went there it was like I was like a freak show (laughs) 
like when I went there and like was on a motorcycle, just everywhere I went, everyone was like, <laughs> I had gone, I actually went while I was working at the fashion agency. I went, there's a ride now that's huge. It's called Babes Ride Out. Um, that's like massive. They do a bunch across the country now, but I actually was at the very first one that they did. It was like the very first all female camp out that happened in California. I didn't know anyone. Um, but I just was like, yes, I need to go kind of similar to you of like, I need to find my community. Like I right. wrote it, but it was all dudes. And I just was really like, no, I want to find other women that are doing what I'm doing. Um, so I, yeah, it was great. And the moto community has been really wonderful to me son, you know, for a decade that I've been working in it. Um, so I've had my brand now for nine years and what happened. So it's only like, it's kind of a jumbly story a little bit there. Um, but like, so co I've COVID happened and my husband and I are both freelancers, right? I'm trying to get my brand going at the time we had two kids um, my husband's a photographer director. So like not, we don't have steadily income coming in. We don't have a paycheck to look forward to. So when everything was shut down and we just looked at each other, what are we going to do? Um, and again, oh my gosh. motorcycle hat, motorcycle community has a, uh, you know, Things attached to that uh, community and lifestyle um, uh, will allude to what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm sure you know. So through that community and through like a, um, a art community that we're a part of, we just kind of knew the right people to get cannabis. So someone was like, you guys should start with cannabis. And we were like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Something. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't know, we didn't just didn't know and like needed to find something. And obviously here in New York, like drinking and everyone's sitting at home. So everyone's getting fucked up. Um, so we started selling cannabis and along with that kind of, we got the request for mushrooms. And so we started to introduce mushrooms into our offerings. And then like a few months later, I just had a discussion with a family member of mine that like, that's what they were doing. They were growing mushrooms. And I was like, oh, so it's really cool that it's a family business. What has happened here in New York is particularly crazy. So New York, the conversation of legalizing cannabis has been on the table for a long time. Several years ago, the year before COVID, it was like everybody thought it was going to happen. And it didn't. New York could not figure out, did not know, they couldn't decide on how to spend the tax income. So because that wasn't allowed, they just said no and didn't legalize it and waited another year. So a year goes by and there kind of weren't a lot of talks about it as much. And it kind of really quietly, just all of a sudden, it was like, it's legal, but they didn't spell out any like, for, okay. like, like it's legal, but we don't have any way, like, how is it going to happen? How there has to be a permit, but like, there was no way for it to be set up. So it just became a free for all really like the cops just didn't care anymore. And, you know, it just kind of, everyone kind of just started doing it at every bodega on the street corner. Like everyone is selling cannabis and it's, you can't walk down the street in New York without just cannabis everywhere. I love it. I think it's great. Um, but it, so we just on that train, I've just kind of been doing it. 
what has happened. So I started with my brand. I opened a shop several years after COVID. It never was supposed to be a storefront. It was actually supposed to just be my workspace to create. Um, but it's in the lobby of a building and the whole front of it is windows and there's a coffee shop right across the way from me. So people, while they're coffee are staring in my window into my studio. And I finally, one day was just like, okay, like, I guess I should have like a little bit of a store up here. So we started out with having like the first, the front, like three or the front third of the shop or the space became a shop. And it's just slowly kind of creeps back and taken over and it's becoming less and less workshop and more and more store, uh, store slash lounge. Um, so it was, again, like not something that was intentional for me or not something that I had in my vision of what I wanted to do. But the universe and spirit was just like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Got to make it teary because it's so crazy for me the way this has all lined up and what is happening right now. Like, sorry, I don't want to get so emotional. No, you're fine. Totally. I have so many people now, like I'm helping so many people and just like yourself that are, they don't have the way. And I'm from Colorado. I was eating mushrooms in school like this. It's been plant medicine has always been a huge part of my life. And I just, as I started seeing things open up here in New York, like we're talking about people that are looking to earn a buck and they don't care about the medicine. They don't care about the purity of what is actually coming in. So it's, you're starting to see cannabis everywhere in New York, but it's garbage. It is like terrible. And that's always been an issue for me, like coming to New York and like being like, what the fuck are you guys smoking? Like brick weed from Mexico. When I'm used to Colorado, I was like, I can't live here. Thank God it's been better over the years. But um, yeah, it's just kind of like the quality has always been something that I'm a stickler about of like, I want to get good quality cannabis that I know hasn't been sprayed with chemicals, isn't being, you know, soaked in, you know, garbage that is like, I, you know, I see people like smoking joints from bodegas and it's like you can see the like resin chemical like chemical resin on the paper like creamy it's just like that's why are you putting that in your body <laughs> like it's medicine it doesn't have to be that like there is that another part, that is insane to me how recently I have started figuring out that people have no idea like there is no mental clarity on that that's even a thing no. People are ignorant and it's terrible. It's just, That's literally, like you said, there is a reason why people like you and I and everybody else that is trying to get into this, people don't know and they need to know. It is wild how fat, like once it became legal, that is exactly how they get you because you're not going to care that you get to go down to the dispensary and get your weed from whoever hey. they want the money, but it's not good weed. It's not good for you. Like I'm, a hundred percent get exactly what you're saying. One thing that America is not known for is protecting the consumer. So just because, oh, now the government says it's okay. Like what is, what the fuck does that mean? I don't trust the government, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but like, absolutely. They, they do not have our best interests in at heart. They have money at heart. And 
you know, it's, it's hard. And, and people ask me if I'm afraid to get busted by the cops. I'm not afraid of that. What I'm afraid of is I'm afraid of the retaliation from the pharmaceutical companies, because I'm helping people get off their antidepressants. I'm helping people get off their mood stabilizers. I'm helping people come to find medicine that they can get in their backyard. They can grow in their basement. They don't have to have, you know, they don't have to be beholden until into anyone. And that's the part that scares me is because I know the powers that be do not want people to be self-sustainable. They don't want people to connect back with mother earth and be like, what the fuck are you doing to her? Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the part. And that's part of, again, what makes it so strong for me. Like, I am a medicine woman. I am a plant, like, empath. I am so connected with Mother Earth and speaking, like, being the voice that she can't be, if that makes sense, you know, of speaking Absolutely. her truth um, and being able to be that that voice so that people can start to see through the bullshit and move away from, you know, corporate America and like, you know, people, it's like these companies that just, they're companies, they're not people, they don't fucking care about you, pardon my language, and hopefully there's no families listening. (laughs) You're fine. I Completely everything you've said, I am totally on the same page as you, and it is, it's scary. It is scary how many people are on autopilot and quite frankly just surviving and you don't know these things like you said you could grow these in your backyard in your basement Mm -hmm. you have access to them they don't want you to know that no why would they want you to not need them (laughs) it's talk about a narcissistic relationship like (laughs) they don't want you to know that you don't need them and so they keep you you know preoccupied with tiktok and not you know absorbing your every your time they take steal your time which is the most precious resource that we have here and um yeah i feel like i don't even know i'm such in shock right now because i i feel the exact same way so it's like usually I have a bunch of questions because I'm asking people to like give me more details or like help me understand but I don't have to do that right now because like I feel just so validated well I'm so glad to hear that like it and it's something that is it's it's very strange so with same with like the women riding, like this is the same of like I'm you know one of the first people in New York to be doing this New York is kind of the first place to do anything and people you know the rest of the country catches up four years later but like being one of like I it's hard it's scary like I am a leader in this and it's not something I asked for um it's not something that I set out to be um I have very insecure moments because I have so many people in my community coming to me and asking for me to lead you know I obviously sell the product right now I'm not doing therapy sessions um primarily because I've got two little boys that need me. And until they don't need me as much, I'm going to start doing that. But um, in the interim, we're trying to set up some, like connect with other people and and be able to offer that to our clientele basis, but not having to be me, the person doing it. Um, but it's, it's amazing. Like I have a 
<laughs> do you want to do it? Um, we've got a farm upstate that we're trying to kind of build out to be a um, space to do like events and weekends and healing therapy sessions and just kind of have that outside, you know, get away from the city, connect with Mother Earth. We've got three acres and a beautiful barn that we're in the beginning processes of getting all that going but um yeah yes definitely we'll stay I we're gonna be we're friends we're friends yes. already so yeah. I'm not friends. So it's interesting because that has taken on such a different meaning for me right like I'm not selling drugs I am selling medicine right mm -hmm. getting the kids off the pharmaceuticals like I also use I was, I have ADHD. I was on Adderall for, you know, a lot of my growing up. And when I was pregnant, I just was like, no, I don't want my like child by this unborn fetus to feel, like, feel that that's like not something that I wanted for him. So I quit and it's been, you know, I've used a cannabis for a really long time to help manage my ADHD. And I am now I do the same. I've got, maybe it's the same ahead. I think ahead something. Um, but it's great if, you know, lion's mane and just these other mushrooms that I feel such a difference, you know, it's not Adderall, so it's not going to get me as focused as Adderall would, but I don't have those same, then I don't have the low lows that comes along yeah. with that. You know, it's just, it's a more balanced management that is not such a shock to the system. Um, you know, that like, just, that's kind of what I'm trying to do is like, can we just get where it's like, I get that there's bumps in life, but they, they have to rock me so much. Like, how do we No, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, um, I'm so sorry, Brie. One more No, time. you're fine. I have others. If you, you okay. like the key for yeah. so yeah. I you have others? Um, let me see what I got. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, you're fine. How are you? I'm good. You did? Cool too. It's great. This guy came back after three visits. Settled on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. Um, this is the golden goat, which is a hybrid. This is a hybrid as well. Two before golden goat. I'll go with this one. You want that yeah. one? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Fifteen. Yes. Yes. Great. No. Twenty. Twenty. Two for two for two for thirty. I'll do two for thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Multiples and it drops. How was your holiday? How have you been? There was a holiday? Oh, yes. Sorry. School started. That's what oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm great. My kids are both back in school. Cool. Um, and it's my wife's currently six months pregnant. I'm really getting ready. I'm getting ready for the kid life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's crazy. I know. One is fine. One is like having yeah. a dog. It's not as bad. Two. Two. Don't do too well. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> but okay, plus or minus is like in the, if I if you don't live in the city in the city you can get the camaraderie from the community if that makes yeah. sense. Like it is nice that they play together and kind of like there are yeah get that break which yeah. is really great. But I like one is like having a dog and two is like having five. Okay, but that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good you know, it's a boy girl. It's a girl. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing. I know. One girl. Like one girl. That's handle one. Easy, easy. Easy, easy. Awesome. You too. You will. You do. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Actually, I was totally listening. I love how you're interacting. I mean, you know, it's, it's been something for me. I'm not a fame seeker. I'm not, 
I don't want to be front and center with my brand. Part of why I wasn't ever successful is because I always tried to make it about my product and nobody cares about my product. They all care about me. So I find like the more that I do put myself front and center, the more success I find. So it's been really difficult for me to kind of process the fact that like, it is me and I am at the center of it. And it has to, it is about me. And like what's happening in my store, as much as I want to be like, it is about the plant and it, it is, but it's about the fact that I have so much experience. I am someone who I'm not talking about like, you know, studies and this and that and try whatever, like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm here telling you from personal experience how these things might help you. And I think, you know, being a mother of two and I'm just like a party girl, like, and I'm not trying to fluff myself up in any way like that. Like, it's just being able to be just the average mom that is able to guide people in this way. And people want that, like exactly like you said at the beginning, that's why I'm doing this is because they don't want it from the scientists. They want to hear it from me. And it's a yep. weird thing to be in this place where like I'm being kind of I this is so weird. I randomly <laughs> I had a investigative reporter for Dateline come into my shop and become a customer. Oh my gosh. And it's just like I don't know. I'm like, I don't know who I am or what I did, but the universe is asking this of me and I'm answering the call and I'm trying to do it right. Um but it's, it's really, it's weird. Cause I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just a nobody, you know, I'm just, I'm just a mom. Like people are wanting to follow. They're like, I want to follow you. And I'm like, why? I don't know where I'm going. So in your shop, in your storefront, what yeah. products are you like marketing for just, you know, if we were to get coffee, what would, when I came in to see, what would I see? So um, I could give you, it's a little bit of a mess, but I can do a little like tour for you. I should have called you on my phone. Oh my gosh, it's like the typical New York, like, I'm everything I picture. Um, But yeah, I, I do, you know, you can walk in and that's all our chocolate bars. We sell capsules. We do sell raw. I don't keep the raw in the case just because um, it, you, you know, know, the light. The light purpose, the light things. Um, but I do have a few different, like, we're going to start growing mushrooms and bags just so have them actually like growing on the shelf and everything so um, that's cool um over COVID I got really into very expensive bougie plants um (laughs) you know we have just the typical like $500 plant you know the average like whatever whatever (laughs) um and then we have like little lounge area as well I love it Honestly, I could tell by your, like, just your style when we first started talking. I, like, had an idea of a little bit hot topic-y, like-esque, <laughs> but not, it's super cute. I love it. So, that's my shop. It's, you know, it's one of those, like, it's so funny because, again, like, I kind of have to be here. I have a couple people that work for me uh, that are good, but it's, they don't, I, what I do is so much like I still do production with my husband. So we're running like a creative agency out of here. I'm still making products because of the moto stuff. Everything is really one off. So it's like people come to me for commissions and stuff like that. So again, it's like individual, like each project is different. Um, And then like 
with all the cannabis and mushrooms and everything, like it's a very, and we're an adventure club when people ask, (laughs) um, you know, it's hard because there's not, I'm not a one, I'm not like, I'm doing this one thing. I'm so multifaceted in what I do and what I like to do. Um, that people have a hard time. They want to put me in a box and make me make sense in their like typical consumer, I'm out shopping mindset. And that's not what I am or who I am or what I'm doing here. So I have, I get that question all the time. People walk in and be like, what, what, what is this place? Like, what do you guys do in here? And um, for a while, I would just say it's a choose your own adventure club. Like you get to walk into my doors with an idea or something cool that you want to do. And I make that happen and I facilitate that for you. Um, And it works like people again, like because I'm working because I was working with a lot of creatives, you know, they're the cannabis and psilocybin go right alongside of that as well. Like the people that are coming in, I'm working with musicians or like other creative agencies and you know that's just like and it's not to mention the fact it's like the thing to do now right like I think over lifestyle (laughs) over COVID New Yorkers just drank the fuck out of themselves and I think everybody's kind of over it like they're really starting to see how detrimental it is you know and that's like the crazy part of it is our society is like Oh, you're not, you're not able to meet the stand. Like you're not keeping up with the Joneses. So take this little pill. It'll curve your antidepressant. And then like drink this drink that's going to make you depressed and feel shitty. Like it's this horrible cycle that our society is like to keep people down. Um, So it's, it's fun to kind of be a part of like the revolution um, and like sh- hopefully a like great shift. I mean, it's happening here in New York, a huge shift towards using mushrooms instead of alcohol um, and, or, you know, or mixing and using less alcohol. Um, and it's awesome. I love it. I'm, I know like the rest of the country will get there. Um, and obviously, I mean, like it is legal in Colorado. It's not, you know, there it's, and, and what I heard, it's just up in California too. Right. So we're almost there. <laughs> we're like, we have it one more, it has to go through one more vote, but I mean, quite frankly, just as much as you're saying it's, it's, I feel like we're mirrored because uh, even though it's not legal yet, I completely agree. It's definitely societal shift has definitely been felt. Um, we're getting more events and people interested in, you know, conversations. We just actually right now going on, I wish I would have been there. If I didn't work yesterday, I totally would have went. Um, they have the Oakland Hyphae um, event and they had like a bunch of speakers. They had um, a lady who is an intuitive cannabis sex therapist. And she's really into like, just basically taking away the stigma around sex, to be honest. Like a lot of her content is based on, you know, why are we making this weird? Like, why is this a weird thing? And it's really cool. She does it in a way that's not uncomfortable. I've watched many of her videos and it's just really, really relatable content. Um, But definitely that societal shift is definitely looming in the background. And that's kind of what, like, again, led me right here. It's, I know I can see it. I can feel it. I can, the people that are, you know, it's taboo. So people are definitely coming to me in ways that are very private. They're reaching out in ways that aren't very direct if they're not super comfortable. But I've 
it, that's really what built my confidence was the amount of people that were like, I'm kind of interested and like, I want to know about it. And I'm, that was me. I was the same way. I was in the shadows. I was nervous. You know, it's crazy. This morning I was absolutely riding like the high of, I feel like I'm actually, I don't even know the word. I'm not just getting into this space, but I feel in my literal bones that I'm exactly where I need to be. I had a conversation with um, actually a company from Colorado. They are Myco Love Farms. And just, you know, it was a discovery call. We didn't even do an episode today. We just did a quick chat to see, you know, match up, see what we kind of wanted to talk about in the episodes. It was like 20 minutes, but leaving that conversation at 7 a.m. my time, I was just like up here. I, I was like, oh my God, I know that this is the beginning of literally something awesome. I am on the verge of totally creating the community that I'm trying to. And quite honestly, when I posted in the Facebook group that we're in, I really just posted it in there trying to get comfortable in front of the camera, trying to get comfortable with talking and, you know, interviewing, asking more formal questions to create like that podcasty style. And I feel like it's way better content just like this, just an open conversation where I'm calling somebody who, you know, you live in New York, but I feel like we're definitely, we just created a friendship for sure. You can feel it. Like the community is growing and it's where I'm kind of feel like I'm getting into this right at the opportune time. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's, we're, the thing that's cool is that we get to kind of create this, right? Like it it's, yeah. is something that, you know, is, isn't, it hasn't been there before. And we get to kind of say what we want to be part of it and what we don't, which is cool. I mean, again, with the adventure club, like, of course I get asked if I can connect people with partners. <laughs> Um, that question comes up a lot and, um, we're doing a photo shoot for the brand in a couple of weeks and, you know, two thirds of the, you know, cast are people who have worked, you know, are in the sex industry and do work that way. And we are starting a subline called doomed darlings. Um, so like, you know, again, exactly like we were talking about of like, why does this have to be taboo? You know, for us, it's very much about like this divine feminine and allowing, her voice to be strong and women like taking back that power. So much of the conversation that I have with my girlfriends now is just this realization of not to disparage men, but just they aren't on the same level as us. Like I love them. I love men. I have an amazing husband and partner, um, but we're not the same. Nope. <laughs> you know in both in good ways that we're both on both sides right like there's so many things that he's great at that I suck at so I'm not saying one is better than the other it's just it's important for women to know their strength I think and find that confidence and not disparage it anymore like so much when you were saying telling me your story like I could just feel this like the typical, not say, I don't want, and I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say like typical, but just like what women do of like, I, I did what was expected of me. I wasn't, I didn't live my truth. I didn't say like, no, this is what I need. No, this is what's best for me. I, you know, squashed myself down and I did what 
society told me I was supposed to when like our society is so broken and they don't know what we're supposed to do. They're trying again to keep women down and not because women like we don't fucking care about money. Like we care about connection and community and supporting each other. Like, you know, that's like where, what that strength comes through. And again, what the powers that be would hate to see. (laughs) You number one did not offend me at all. I completely agree. That has been a huge part of my healing to be honest was I recollect times during that entire part of my life. And At first I felt stupid. Like why? I never, I can't even remember a time where growing up that quite honestly, I don't have a great relationship with my parents. It's definitely different, but even growing up, they would have never, ever encouraged me to do something like getting married because it was what I was supposed to do. They would have definitely encouraged me to follow my heart. But after I got in that moment and it was, like I said, 19, I'm pregnant with a kid. What the fuck am I going to do? And and it was definitely societal conditioning. And, you know, I, like I said, I'm in a place now where I can say, regardless, I had to go through that because if I didn't, I would have never found this. I would have never been in a place right now where I am like, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a fucking doubt you take care of yourself and you heal that shit that is absolutely burdening you, you can feel like this. You can persevere and be in a place where everybody deserves to be. It's just, you have to get past that societal conditioning that, you know, you're supposed to do this because, okay, well, you made this mistake. Well, now we do this. That's not, you don't have to do that, you know? there is always the opportunity to turn the ship back around and figure it out the way you're supposed to. But I mean, I, it sucks to say that. And it, you know, I wish that I could take away a few of the things that obviously I endured because no one should have to endure them, but it made me stronger. I am in a way better place and I am a way better mother. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. One of the things that, so my company is called Doomed NYC and I get constantly people being like, oh, it's so negative. Why do you have to be like that? But for me, it's really more about like, so when I quit my job and I quit and I like left and went to India and started to do all this, our our tagline is life will be the death of me. And it was this promise that I was going to live and I wasn't going to slave away in a corporate office and I wasn't gonna you know give this time this little precious time that we have on this planet to anyone else and I was gonna live fully and part of that is darkness right like it life is a pendulum life has ups and downs you know there is no good vibes only like fuck that noise I'm sorry it's not all good life is very messy life is very messy 90% of the time you know in what I've seen for every good moment I have, I've got 10 bad ones behind it, you know, like it's hard and you don't get to feel the beauty of those, those, like those moments. You don't get to see how beautiful your life is now without having faced and gone through and seen how shitty it could be, you know? 
I, it, you can't, it, you have to embrace all of it, the messiness with the good. They, they have to complement each other. You know, the concept of yin and yang, like there, it has to be there. Um, you know, it's just like, so, so cool. It, I totally, I, completely, everything you're saying, I'm resonating with. That's absolutely the headspace that I am in right now. And, you know, it's, something me and my partner are working on because he is a very much man's man and he likes to have everything figured out and when things go bad and you know they consecutively go bad because that's what life does but Mm -hmm. me I can stand there and look at a mess and be like you know what at least we have a place to lay our head down tonight where it is not under a bridge at least we have a beautiful kid who is thriving and healthy and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And truly, I I contribute that to the psilocybin healing. Yeah. I would have never, ever in my life been able to look at a shamble of messes. And- oh, I do want to point, and I, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but I, the, I just remembered a thought that I had. Sorry. No, you're fine. ADHD. <laughs> But like one of the things that I just really, really want to say is that there, there isn't a magic pill. It's not going, you're not going to take this and have a psilocybin trip and all of a sudden everything is great and you have a new perspective on life, right? Like it's really important to remember that you have to do the work. Like you have to face it. You have to deal with it and process it through to get it to actually really go away. Like you have to. Uh, I have a lot of people that say, I was like, do you believe in just medicine? And I'm like, no, fuck no. Like it, that's never going to work. Whether it's pharmaceuticals or psilocybin, like it's not going to work. If you are depending on the medicine to fix it for you, like you have to go in and do the work yourself. Right. You're absolutely right. But it was definitely the catalyst for yes. me opening right. a lot of dark rooms in my mind. Yeah. And, and it's re- reprogramming and doing so much with of what you've trained and this, you know, the environment that you were conditioned in as a young child, you know, that laid groundwork up here. And a lot of times you have to, you know, rip it up and lay some new groundwork to get it going again. You know, it's like I said, led me here to having these awesome conversations with people and I'm exactly where I need to be. Exactly where I need. Congratulations, so. Bree. That's so awesome. Thank you. And I'm so like excited for what you have in store. That's so freaking dope. And like I said, I definitely feel like this is not the last of our friendship. You could just sense over the phone. I would love to bring you back on and have you talk about your new line. That'd be super awesome. Yeah, uh, I do. We it's, it's been really fun because it's kind of like taking on a whole new form, right? Like I still have the leather stuff that I love to do. I still love to create, I am still creating products and selling, you know, a physical product. So we're doing this campaign and I have to like, okay, here's this thing that I'm selling you. But I also like, have this whole other vibe that I'm selling as well. And so it's been really fun to kind of go through and create these personalities for every strain that we offer and like create this whole scenario that like helps to 
convey visually the experience that you're going to have with that specific strain. So I'm, it's really fun. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I can tell it's very, it's through the phone. Even the energy is very much high. So I'm grateful that you are sharing that with me. It's, it feels good. Like I said, to hear other people and what brought them here and what they're doing with it. It's awesome. I love the ladies of mycology group and just like to have, again, the same with the motorcycle stuff. It's been something that it's like, it's male dominated and the men in the room always get to talk. And so it's fun to really have this community of women that are like, yeah, fuck men. Always. Yeah. <laughs> again, sorry. I love men. I'm not, uh, I think. Great. <laughs> I also, um, before we close out social media so that people can find your shop and, um, if they're in New York, if you're in New York, we are in Greenpoint in the 67 West Street loft building right in the lobby across from Aussie's Coffee. Um, social media, we are doomed NYC. That's D-O-O-M-E-D NYC, like New York City. We are launching a subscription service um, very soon that we will be mailing things. Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I love it. I'm super stoked for you. And I'm so excited that you shared your time with me. Thanks, Bree. It's so good to meet you and best of luck with your journey on this. And um, yeah, I look forward to following up. Likewise. Thanks for tuning into the Brewell broadcast. Please make sure you follow our community via socials. If you really like this episode, please make sure to rate and review so others can find us as well. And most importantly, stay well, friends.